It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, and on this episode, we have musician Missy Preston as our guest, riding shotgun, the hilarious Jeannie Dugan. If you haven't already, please subscribe to your podcast. We know you're listening, and the listeners are much higher than the subscribers, so please subscribe, iTunes, all that stuff, and check out our sponsors. All right, you've heard me talk about him before. And uh, if you are new to the podcast, you must know about my friend Scott Shapiro. Uh, If you have been injured on the job and need compensation, you may be entitled to payment for not only your medical treatment, but pay while you're off work and other compensation as well. My dear friend, attorney Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers for 20 years here in Chicago. Contact him at 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. His law office is a full-service law firm, and in addition to workers' compensation cases and work injuries, the law office can handle any and all of your legal needs, including entertainment law. All consultations are initially free of charge, so do not take a chance and wait. Call him, 312-648-8800, or check out his website at scottshapirolegal.com. Let them know we sent you. I want to welcome our new sponsor, the Hidden Shamrock, located at 2743 North Halstead on Halstead and Diversity in Lincoln Park, Chicago. At the Hidden Shamrock, you can see live music on Saturday nights and live comedy Tuesdays and Friday nights. Check them out online, thehiddenshamrock.com, or like them on Facebook at The Hidden Shamrock. That is a great club, you guys. Check out that bar in Lincoln Park. And also go check them out for your Michigan State games and New England Patriot games. That's thehiddenshamrock.com at 2743 North Halstead in Lincoln Park. It's time for singles only. My name is Paul Farvar. Riding shotgun is my close, close friend, Jeannie Dugan. You've used this one a lot. I didn't say anything this time. That's you still, how you bring I just want to prove my too. point what? that even when I say something nice to you, you're difficult. We're fighting so in front of the children again. I'm just Paul. telling you. I'm the children. Yeah. Yes. You've already offended our guests. I hope you're happy. I, I You've think offended we're making me them uncomfortable. And the guest. You could just be like riding shotgun as Jeannie Dugan. I said my closest, closest friend. Yeah. Everyone could play this back and see who the bully is. This is the sound <laughs> of me actually leaving the apartment. See? Thank you. <laughs> we put in the sound effects right there. Now, all right. All right. Well, people know who you well, are. And yeah, know, everybody you've shown knows your who true I am. lines. Your true everybody, That's why colors. they keep listening. Speaking of true colors. Oh. We have musician Ooh. Missy Preston, who has very blue, blue hair here. I do. Blue Actually, and green. I love I it. I dyed it very dark green, black, just like two weeks ago, thinking it would stay and being like, I'm grown up now. I'm going to be a darker color. And instead, it just washed out. So this is my natural hair color. This is, is it all blue it's or be. green? <laughs> I, I said blue. You decide. I tell will, me in your I heart. will tell you what it is. Tell it's me. mermaid. It's gorgeous. It's mermaid. It's mermaid. I identify as a mermaid. It looks like no, it looks like a mermaid tail. I love it. Thank well, you, you said yeah. earlier, uh, before we started, you identify you're non binary, so I you don't am. identify. No, I don't I don't sex. identify as uh, I don't identify within the binary. So I don't identify as a gender that is male or female. Oh. Yeah. That's what that means. Because when I That's hear when I hear non binary, like, I'm like, that makes me uncomfortable because I'm not good at math or oh, science. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I also laugh extraordinarily loud, so I'm going to try to laugh away from the no, microphone. No, we love it. Please, we get off on that. And uh, so uh, no, that is 
can I, you're probably going to ask more, but sure. I want to know right off the bat. First, we have to ask: Are you single? We have. It's oh yes, that, I am. I'm single as a rule. Okay, in, go ahead, Jeannie. Uh-huh. Okay, what age did you sort of determine that or uh, decide that that was like kind of your best route? Oh wow, here's the fun thing. So I have not identified as a gender basically my entire life, okay. as much as I can remember. But I was raised very, very Mormon, so wow. like Latter Day Saint in Utah. Uh, no, I, I was born in Utah, Salt okay. Lake City, and I was raised in Oklahoma like Oklahoma City. Wow. So I was raised in the South, very Mormon. And one of the one of the tenets of Mormonism is that your spirit is attached to your body, like your body is your spirit. Um, and so I felt really wrong and like, oh no, I really need to try harder to be a good woman. Um, and a lot of uh, things transpired in that way. And then once I became older, I, I um, wanted to express that more and was also feeling kind of selfish because a lot of people who are either trans or non-binary experience um, a lot of body dysphoria, meaning that they don't like their body and they have a lot of really horrible things attached to that. But I'm really lucky in the fact that I was born into this tiny little weird body that I super like. I really like my body. Yeah, that is great. Not a lot of people can say that regardless. Exactly. But, But to me, it's more like I'm driving this wonderful car that I happen to have won where my actual person personality and my creativity resides in my brain and it mostly just has to do with people adjusting their expectations of what they expect me to to be or to want to be most considerably in creativity or in a relationship i like that you said it's like winning a car yeah right I don't ever feel like I've won a car in this car. Well, like a it's used, a station wagon. It's like a used there Jeep from 67. What I was thinking is everything that you were saying, it's, you know, it's kind of foreign to me. And I sure. re- I try to be open-minded sure. and I am open-minded. I It bothers me when people can't wrap their heads around it. It's like fucking grow up, you know, like this is a new age. But what was hitting me so hard was like everything you were describing, it just hits home at how much we're all alike because mm-hmm. everybody sort of goes through those mm-hmm. things. And if you have something that you're figuring out for yourself as you're growing up and coming to terms right. with who you are in acceptance, um, sure, that could be a little tougher because it's not something you see all the time to identify with. But it just really hits home that we're all so much alike. Right. At, you right. know? And well, and this is a thing that I can, I can't speak for anyone else that is non-binary. I can only speak for my own personal journey. And I can say that for me, I can, I can say that I'm on this one particular path and I don't know what's ahead of me yeah. or, or what I'm going to discover about myself through the, like making art and through meeting other people. Um, and all I can say is where I am at right now and what makes me most comfortable. Mm-hmm. And what makes me most comfortable is using the pronouns they and them. Sure. Magic. And, and you're also <laughs> pansexual and polyamory. I am. So that opens the door to anything <laughs> that you can date. Now, what is pansexuality in your definition? Sure. So uh, pansexuality means that I happen to like people um, based on criteria that don't necessarily have to do with their gender or sexuality. Sure. It's like more intellectual or something like that, too, is what I've heard. Right. And, okay. and, and a lot of people say so um, I, I particularly <laughs> like the idea of pansexuality as opposed to being bi. A lot of people like the idea of being of being bi. They, they can be slash cannot be synonymous depending on the person you're, you're talking to. Um, I just don't adhere to that binary. Um, I've dated lots of different kinds of people. What is it that you look for when you are dating people? I look or what is for, it that you, I guess, yeah, we'll start with that. <laughs> that's a difficult question. I've dated a lot of different kind of people. Okay. I, I look for people who aren't complacent. I look for people who are um, interested in being the architects of their own life. 
And that doesn't really have a lot to do with the body that they're living in currently. Sure. <laughs> but is there, I mean, uh, is there like a type that you sort of go to at all? I don't know. Or what is it that you don't go to? I guess. Uh, I don't like pe- people that are too attached to their moms. That's probably the okay. meanest thing I can say. <laughs> Mom issues. <laughs> or, so, yeah, yeah. I don't like people who make a lot of life tell? decisions based on their parents. Right. That, you can't okay. figure that out on like a first date, yeah. right? You have to That's go through a couple yeah. of dates. Now, the polyamory, too, and I sure. know it's not the same at mm-hmm. all, or maybe of polygamy, is it? No, no, it's, but that is also a thing that you can tie back to Mormonism, right? right? And when I was when I was younger, I went to college, right, from, I lived in Oklahoma, then I went to college as, as far away from Oklahoma as I could get, which was Illinois, okay. which isn't that far. <laughs> um, and when I got there, I didn't have a word for polyamory, but I knew what I wanted. I knew that I wanted to, to not necessarily be tied down to one singular person based on a couple of dates that we went on, and uh, that I wanted to be able to explore lots of different people and, and care about them in that way and I used the term polygamist which completely incorrectly and it caused a lot of blowback for like 17 18 year old Missy wandering around being like I'm a polygamist I'm a polygamist and people are like what does that even that is just wrong so no it's not coupled with being Mormon too (laughs) right right? which is very confusing it's just a a very drunk used to be Mormon child wandering around a college (laughs) campus somewhere being like I'm polygamist right and and then you probably had a lot of dudes like oh you want a threesome like what is yeah, that, you know. yeah, that was that was definitely that was definitely a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, were your parents or are they or is it okay to ask this? Are yeah. they accepting? Oh, Especially, they are. I'm yeah. I'm extraordinarily close to to both my parents nice. and my family. Um, I feel like I can tell them anything in the world. And I also mentioned previously to Paul that that being non-binary to me, it's like um, like at work. Um, I work at a comedy club and I accept the the gender pronouns of she, her, uh-huh. because I feel like I fulfill a role in that uh, club. I was hired. It's a professional. Right. It's a professional yeah. capacity. Thing. Sure. And for family, I feel that same way where my, my, my family sees me and has lived with me and grown up with me in a very particular capacity. But when it comes to music and art and when it comes to personal in-depth relationships, that's my sphere. That's what I get to create. And I get to choose um, who I let into that. And for me, it, part of the, the need that I have to be fulfilled is that people accept me as who I am which mm-hmm. is a non-binary person yeah. so like my family's very accepting but I also accept the fact that they use different terms for me whenever they need to yeah. but a lot of non-binary people don't feel that way so don't necessarily take my word right. of scripture that's just for me personally you, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I do really like that you are saying that like I if you want people to be open-minded towards you you have to still maintain some level of understanding or open-mindedness accepting of how right. that yeah. for them right. and once sense. again just for me like a lot of people are completely welcome to do whatever they need to do sure. for their lives sure so you said you don't like to date people who are have mommy issues which is fine but how <laughs> are you <laughs> how do you even get to that level like you said it's hard to figure that out I so, think that the, the idea of complacency is a better is a better um pen to put in there um the idea that I, I really hate it when people shrug their shoulders at me and they're like well but what can you do about it that's my number right. one turn off is like the idea of oh this adventure's ahead of us we could do this one thing you could change your life you could live your dream and they're like or but my you mom are, told me to do this you're, right. like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you're a very attractive person so you must huh. be approached all the time and how is it that you decide whether to say yes or no to that 
well, that here's, man or here's woman the, that Here's the funky you. thing. Um, I think I go through seasons of my life, and, and people use the word season, um, I think, incorrectly when it comes to phases of life because they're like, oh, life has seasons, but they refer to it as one singular cycle, and when you're old, it's winter. But that's not true for me. It's like it, it cycles around. And so there are seasons where I want to date more and where my I'm, I'm more open. <laughs> Actually, not Coffee winter. Not, not, yeah, is that what that's not currently winter. I've really been enjoying my own bed recently. Anyways, um, <laughs> but the the idea that there's some seasons where I'm like, you know, I really want to date some people. I've got time. I, I've got some time to kill here in my life. But there are times when the, the gates are kind of... Uh, the, it's it's a little small to get in through that gate, y'all. <laughs> and so y'all, people, there's the, there's so, the <laughs> people do approach Oklahoma. me. Like I I went out dancing with a bunch of friends. Um, what was it last weekend? And this guy followed us to like our second or third bar, and and they called him. I don't remember his name. They called him Dorian Gray because he was so attractive oh, yeah. and mysterious. Oh god! And I was like, you know what? Meh, I'm a, I'm about few drinks in and so I like saddled up beside him another Oklahoma y'all and I was like okay dude like hey what kind of music do you listen to what kind of art do you like he's like I don't know like not a whole lot oh god and I was like uh, oh right, okay right. so what's your profession he's like I'm a flight attendant and I was like great so you like to travel he's like no my dad was a flight attendant oh no I complacency. know complacency That's exactly. and I was like hey I gotta go back over to my friends <laughs> <laughs> like for here's your like here's your um, uh, in for having like a little bit still of an unconventional job right. for a male right. Right. and you could be completely interesting right. and then you like, suck at it and then right. you at it oh so sorry your dad Dorian. Was a sorry Dorian uh, that's not like a job like that you necessarily inherit so right right oh, uh, so that uh, that kills horrible. me yeah kills you're me. supposed to see the world and cultures <laughs> and he's oh, I don't know but I do I do sometimes feel like my dating habits make me that person that's difficult to buy a gift for I think I'm a difficult <laughs> I think I'm a difficult person to buy a gift for and to date um, because I'm really I'm not really ever lonely mm-hmm. and I really like not having a partner um, I've been I consider myself someone who is polyamorous but also I'm my own primary and it's been that way for about two years which okay. means that in the crazy sort of way I do a lot of stuff that people do together alone I go to shows by myself like if I don't go to movies but if I did I'd be cool with going by myself mm-hmm. um, I make myself dinner yeah. I I, I I really enjoy it. So, you like yourself. Wow. For those it. that don't understand, yeah. in polyamory, there's a primary person that you're connected with. Or and one, one form of polyamory. Right. Mm-hmm. In okay. one form, right. There's multiple forms. You're right. And so, and then there's a secondary. And exactly. you're saying in your world, you're your own primary. Exactly. Which okay. makes it difficult whenever people get close to me because then they start being like, hey, polyamory is great. I'd like to be your primary. I want that. Crown. Oh, wow. Right. It's a and, crown. Nice. Or, or, like, or like that sure. label. Yeah. And, and for me, it's it's like, hey, that's amazing. But I already have a primary. It's me. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of like how every relationship should be. That's like the whole flight attendant type of thing of where if you're losing <laughs> oxygen, you take care of yourself first, right? <laughs> is like, a flight attendant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a running theme. But, but that's also why a lot of, I mean, for me, going back to what we talked about, that's why a lot of relationships fail. Because people well, are only being selfish. You have so many issues. If you're trying to make it sound like this is your only issue, you are. <laughs> I'm not trying to make it my own. You, 
Here's like a well-balanced individual here that loves herself. You are not on that plane. <laughs> I, Go. I thought I thought being selfish means you you love yourself. That's too not much. self. No, that's masturbation. I don't know what we're talking oh, about. Actually, here. this was an argument I got into with a with uh, someone who was trying to pick me up actually recently. Which is uh, they were one of my really good friends, and we'd we'd hooked up previously, and they were like, hey. Um, I'm going to tell you something that might be kind of mean, but I don't mean it meanly. Um, I think you're great. I love what you are, but I hate how much you love yourself. Like what? you don't need to be talking about it so much. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, time out. Because here's my thing. This is something that, that like makes me up as who I am is that I've worked really hard yeah. to love myself, but I also love other people. Like I live with my two other, two of my closest best friends and I could go on for like about 45 minutes individually about the things that make them up as people that I think yeah. are so special and beautiful. And I just happen to feel that way about myself too. I fought really hard for who sure. I am and where I am. I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma serving like snow cones to people <laughs> in a parking lot in the middle of nowhere. And I decided to be here and I love that. And so I think that self-love and taking care of yourself in that way is something to be fought for and to like have for yourself and be proud Embrace of. Embrace it, and to, yeah. Right, and to wear on your shoulders and be like, this is me. Yeah, yeah there's nothing <laughs> selfish about about that right. at all. Was at there all. a period of, of time where you didn't have that self-love that, that kind of you struggled yeah, with Yeah, yeah, definitely. I am. Um, so I moved to Chicago actually uh, several years ago. Oh, goodness gracious. The first time. So I moved to Chicago and lived here for a few months right after college. I worked for the college right afterwards and then I moved here. And I was dating someone. Uh, we'd been dating for years and we lived together. And he's one of my best, best and closest friends now. And while we were here in Chicago, I had this realization that my future, what I viewed it as, was something that was wrapped up in him. Mm. And I was a child. You know, I was, mm -hmm. I had just finished college. I had just finished having my life structured around an institution. And now I was structuring it like around another person. And our, our beautiful world was, oh, what bakery will we go to every day until we're 60? Which was wonderful in a capacity, but also not. Scary and as shit. Scary well, as not shit. fulfilling scary for you. Yeah. Right. I mean, somebody says bakery right. to me, and I'm like, I'm fucking there, right. you know? But you don't need to go with exactly. someone. I just go to the bakery right. by myself. And, and, so I, and by bakery, I mean 7 Eleven for donuts. Exactly. 7 Eleven. It's like right down the street. <laughs> There's also a Dairy Queen here. What the total yeah. is? Right. Orange Julius. That's amazing. Um, go ahead. There Sorry. was, oh, goodness, what was I saying? All right. So I, I ended up. Uh, breaking up with him because he had lived in Chicago his whole life and he already had a system here that took care of him and I realized I don't have that system. My family is like a thousand miles away in Utah. Yeah. Um, I'm alone here besides this person and I can't put all of my weight on him. He needs to go figure out himself as well. And I broke up with him and I moved out of the city for six months and I made my own weird creepy journey where I only focused for six months on um, professional development, musical development and personal, mental and physical health development. That's and cool. And Where I, did you go to do this? Just um, travel? I, I actually, well, I worked for Habitat for Humanity at the time. Oh, cool. And there okay. was a Habitat for Humanity house that they offered me. And so I got to live there while also working with their corporate donors um, and their volunteer program and was able to kind of do this sequestered away moment of uh, realigning my brain. And I decided that I could just tell people no. I gave myself permission. I said, focus on these three things. Anything that doesn't fit into this, you just tell people no if you don't want something. And I started going on dates for the first time ever 
with the idea of if you aren't having a great time, if you want to go home and do something else, take their hand and say, this has been great. I have to leave. Yeah. And I did. That's awesome. And um, I did that and I've never looked back and it's there that I discovered music and was like, wow, I've always been a musician, but I always thought, oh, that's not a realistic dream or goal. And as soon as I focused on that and made that my life, I realized that I didn't want to do anything else ever yeah. And you're a front. You're the front person. I am. In your I'm the band. singer. I'm the songwriter, and uh, I'm also the band leader. Yeah. And doesn't that? Don't you have after shows? Um, guys and girls must be coming up to you all yes. the time and, and asking you out. They do. Yes. And how do you make that determination if they have mom issues, and if you're going to say yes or no? I mostly. Do you interview them right there? Be like, what's your music taste and what do you do? So I also, so my <laughs> other band, my other main bandmate right now, uh, main is, is wrong. So one of my other bandmates who is one of the founders of the band uh, is my best friend and we also live together and he's the electric guitarist for my band and we have <laughs> made up a system because at the very beginning, it was a little bit dangerous. It started, it started becoming people where we didn't have a Facebook set up for our band. So people were adding me on Facebook. People were messaging me. Um, we had a guy show up to our house uninvited uh, during a party that was like a personal party and tried to hug me. Um, wow. Right. It was, it was, yeah. it was a yeah, lot. That's scary. Um, and so we had to one talk about boundaries, like within the band and like, Hey, I'm tiny. Um, I'm five foot two on a really good day. And this is something that if we're going to tour and if we're going to travel, we have Absolutely. to be aware of. And, and especially after shows. Yeah. And so it's a rule for me that I do not accept uh, dates um, after the show. I just don't. That's not something that I do. I do hand out cards uh, for our band Facebook and for our band information. And if they want to add me on Facebook, I've actually gone through and changed my information on Facebook so that it, it, it can be more of a public yeah. uh, face. What's the name of your band? I know we're going to oh, get I'm to so it, sorry. but what is uh, it? The God Awful Small Affairs. Oh, nice. Thank the God you. Awful Small Affairs. Thank you. And so, and, and I... Mm-hmm. Going back to what you sure. said, I so for years, as some people know, I was in bands that were fronted by women. He's super uh, cool. A lot, a lot of our bands, and mm-hmm. and I and people were like, "Oh, you must have gotten approached all the time." And the the truth is, no, I did not, because yeah. everyone is focused on yeah. the the lead, and especially if there's someone that's attractive, they don't see anything else on the fucking <laughs> stage. So you're getting approached all the time, but then after shows, there would be this long line of people waiting to talk to our singer whoever, whichever uh, vocal band I was in. And then we'd be going, the guys in the band would be going around giving out seats like, no, we want to, we wanted from no, that band. We're like, no, we were no. just I think they all standing. do. I think they all do very well. I think uh, they do better than I do because they don't have the same rules, you know? But, uh, but my point is that you, aside from safety, like you have all this stuff coming up. How is it that, I, I understand for the safety mm-hmm. issues and you've created these these sure. boundaries, but what about the people that contact you in a respectful way and you do... Uh, are you asking how she determines... Uh, yeah. How, how are I'm you... I'm sorry, oh. Missy determines. Thank you. It's kind of asking, like you said, with the flight attendant, what are your hobbies? How do you what are you, get you, like, to you that like? point? Yeah. I, I, oh, but man. how do you do that when I, I get like... You can't do it after a show, but I then feel, people are going to hit you up. I feel horrible. I feel... I always... I, I was just recently discussing this where... I wonder if I'm broken a little bit because dating is not <laughs> on, on my forefront. Yeah. It's not my Well, my... you don't seem broken. You sound no. like the you. most healthy person. Thank you. I love my life. Here's the deal. Yeah. This is this is like a commercial for my life. I'm extraordinarily happy in my life and I'm not an always a happy person. Um like like I, I You're suffer a positive energy. I so. suffer the same way other people sure. suffer in different times of their life. And I 
I'm just very busy a lot. I also uh-huh. run um, a queer woman femme networking group for band leader, musician, women, a queer folk um, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So we can discuss like the business side of those things. We're actually starting a podcast soon. Nice. Um, and we... I mean, I'm also doing this band and also we're going into the studio and also I have a home and also and I have, have a job. job. Right. Yeah. And I have really wonderful friends that sometimes it comes down to the idea of I could go on this date or I could go home with my best friends and watch a scary movie like in my comfy clothes. And, you know, sex doesn't usually win at this <laughs> at this season of my life, of this season in my life. And I can't necessarily say that that'll be true in six months, one year, like five years, 10 sure. years. But for right now, it hasn't been winning recently. And also it's that weird thing of like, I go out with both men and women and other people who identify differently. And if I want to hang out with a guy, he always assumes it's a date. And if I go and I hang out with a girl, she's always wondering the entire time, is this a date? And there's just all these different dynamics to like kind of cycle yeah, through and look sure. at. Sounds like a lot. And I'm, Probably mostly just interested in some really good friendships for right now. But speaking of which, (laughs) but this is another first on the podcast. You are currently on a date. Dun, dun, dun. Not right now in this room, but you left a date. Yeah, this was not the plan. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) To come do the podcast. But it is, but it it turned into the plan. Sure. So I'm actually on a date uh, currently with my ex. Okay. This is even... The plot. Which ex is this? Not the one from ap- right after uh, college, right? This no, is a no, 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 okay. no, no. Um, so this is someone. No names. No names. This is someone who I I've been seeing. I saw like for the a lot of last year. It's actually a year and like a week or so. Um, and we've been broken up since August. And just because uh, he is monogamous, but also like flexible, and I'm very poly and not ready to be flexible on that right now. Um, and, and you're already in other relationships with, uh, at least in the polyamory world, right? Right, or right, right. Or, or I see other people. Right now, sure, I'm not understood. in any any sort yeah, of like yeah. serious, like continuously seeing someone relationship. Um, but but I have been, and and right now I'm just kind of seeing myself and hanging out and going on some dates and living life. And this human and I have started talking on the phone again. And People then still talk on the phone? We do. <laughs> um, and then I was like, hey, let's meet up. And he's like, nope, we're going to keep it on the phone for a while, which I thought was extraordinarily interesting. Um, and I kind of wanted to jump the gun and be like, hey, let's meet up. Let's meet up. And he was like, nope, we're going to set some boundaries. We're going to talk on the phone. And so we've been talking on the phone for about a few weeks now. And we set a date to hang out today. We went to go see part of a new festival of plays uh, to do a science fiction. I'm a science fiction nerd. And we went to go see a couple of plays. We went and got some, uh, I guess it was brunch, but it was rather later in the day with mimosas. And uh, then we got more coffee. And then it was time for him to leave. And I said, hey, I've got to go do this podcast about being single. Do you want (laughs) to just go sit at this bar? And then afterwards, I'll just come meet you and we'll keep going on our date. And he said yes, which was not right now. He's literally waiting for me, guys. (laughs) Not here in the room. No, no. I'm That's I'm geeking funny. out. I'm geeking out a little bit. I'm kind of sure. how's the date going? So, uh, clearly, it's so going well. well. So yeah. well. Well, this guy, I talk a lot. I don't know if you can tell. Yep. Um, he also talks a lot and is also a great listener and extraordinarily understanding. And he's the type of guy that I was like, "Hey, I'm Polly," and he's like, "Hey, I'm not." And then, then he called me later and was like, "I ordered several books online." Wow. <laughs> to learn. Yeah. That's to amazing. Learn. I know. Um, because a lot of being 
poly or even like whatever I am because it, it being poly and pan it's difficult to put labels on it because it's all so flexible and about just kind of learning about yourself as you're going along and being communicative but it can be so confusing and it can be lonely and I think it's wonderful to find those people in your life that are willing to learn with you as Definitely. you learn and not be judgmental when you yeah. can look at them and say hey I don't know Right. Are and, you, but do you, you said that sometimes you make the decision like, do I want right. to have sex or do I want right. to just go hang out with my friends? Right. Do you have, when you're poly- polyamory, sure. from what I understand, uh, you might get a call from someone like, hey, we're hanging out and it's, and they'll just call you as the third person or fourth person in there. Is <laughs> that happened to you? And is it, no, is it that, no, not, not, not is currently. Is it that, um, what do you call it? Like, Explicit, explicit. Are you yeah. Like about orgies. Are no, we talking about orgies? Are you asking about orgies? Like no, no. I'm yeah. currently, uh, I'm currently not engaged in any sort of a okay. uh, uh, triangle. So when you're secondary, it's just you're one on one with that person. It could be. Well, and once or, again, I'm, I'm. Who knows what'll happen in the future? But right now, that sounds like a lot of energy. It's a lot of work. Right. Nice. That sounds like, that, I'm not sitting here being like, you gross. I'm saying like, it's for just me, a lot of energy. That sounds like a lot of energy yeah. Yeah, for yeah. me. And I'm going back into the studio in January and I've got to record this entire album. Nice. And like, we still have to write some bass parts and that's going to take a lot of time. And so that's where I'm at. I'm like, oh, or then an orgy. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> Well, four. not an orgy. I said four. But, <laughs> but like what I have heard, and I, and this is all sincerity, that that there are the situations where it's yeah. like, hey, the primary wants to meet you. Yeah. And oh, then they okay. all yeah, go I out totally, I totally actually just went to a party and talked to an old friend and that that is the situation they're in. And that's not something that's not something that I'm that I'm like opposed to. I think I'd be a great person for that situation. But that's not necessarily what polyamory is. Polyamory is one on one with people predominantly. Oh, and and there's well there's a lot of in fact Hey friends, uh, go online, Google different forms of polyamory. I can't necessarily right. talk about all yeah. of them. I can only talk about the kind that I personally feel appeals to me, but you should totally check it out. It's <laughs> real. Uh, you can define it how you want to. Yeah. But for me personally, um, we were talking earlier about primaries and secondaries yeah. and how uh, we have a, a friend who who said like, oh, it's really hard to find someone to be your secondary, but I do love being the secondary. I Just feel in general. It takes a little pressure off. Right, or, well, and yeah. I don't have to be responsible for someone's main happiness. Sure. I feel like a lot of things in relationships, to be a healthy, good relationship is you have to say, hey, I understand that I affect your happiness in like a good deal of many ways. How do you sign up to get to be a secondary in something? Because I feel like that it's would not, be... You don't sign up. It's not a... I know not a workout down. class. But what I say is that in before polyamory sure. became a thing, I had a pattern of relationships where I would be the other guy yeah. in a situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that yeah, but that wasn't also that are, in truth. That wasn't truthful situations correct. with polyamory. That, that was called better. cheating. I understand that. <laughs> That's why polyamory people are judgmental about polyamory, but it's almost like people don't it's understand better. it. I yeah, say, it's okay, more so honest I went on and this, open about. I went on this wonderful date with this girl recently, and and. Um, it was great in many ways. Like we walked into the sports bar and she was like, hey, it's wonderful to see you. I don't want to be here. There are so many TVs and people talking about sports and we got to right. go. So I took her to my favorite bar, Ale House. Um, and, <laughs> she, and, she, and she loved it, which was always great for me. Number one plus people right. like Ale House. Um, and we were hanging out and both of us were trying to figure out if it was a date. I was like, hey, can I buy the first round? And which is always a good sign. Um, and then I sat down and she's like, okay, is this a date? I was like, yes, this is a date. And then we were able to discuss immediately like sure. hey I'm Polly um, I also consider myself my own primary and she's like hey dude 
actually me too wow um, and it was in, like an amazing moment uh, and we got to hang out and drink and she was like hey I'm gonna order another round of drinks but if I drink this I will be a little drunk and I don't know if I want to like do anything like too explicit after we've been drinking so heavily and I was like hey why don't we just drink heavily and hang out and we won't like cross that boundary and then we'll have a second date and see what I mean? It's just like yeah. all about communication. Yeah. Right. What I a like novel that. idea to actually be <laughs> right. open about right. those things. And she's like, I, and she specifically said like, I feel like relationships and friendships have been thought of as two separate things when really they can be, yeah. there can be lots they of can overlap. Sure. But that's the thing that right. I, I, that I am interested in about polyamory because sure. it embraces the fact that, People are not monogamous. It's just not natural. And we talked about the book Sex at Dawn. I was actually looking for Oh, and for that's it, a con- I don't necessarily believe that all people should be polyamorous. I think I'm like- not saying that, but I'm saying it's accepting of what is a pattern in life sure. of people that are are committed to monogamy. It's it's a fine thing. It's great. But it's also unnatural, just as everyone, you know, they, they think that it's like, oh, well, that's all, all animals are. No, they're not. Nobody is. Penguins aren't either. That's a lie. <laughs> You've all been told a lie. I think it's just like he's like penguins are, aren't monogamous. <laughs> like like monogamy. Forget that. Well, that's and what also, that's, when it comes from, I don't believe that my mother or my all my family's like very Mormon. My sister's in like a super happy like Mormon sure, marriage. Sure, sure. So for that now, just doesn't happen to work I'm for me. <laughs> right. And that's it. It does. It's Seven years. That's usually the... That's when when you oh say it, God. it sounds like mansplaining and bullshit. <laughs> when man, it comes from book, Missy, it was, sounds like well thought out. The I book know. was written by a man and a woman. I feel like you're just trying to find a way... <laughs> well, here's, here's, here's another thing, y'all. <laughs> Good, to do what you want. And I, your free form kind of thing. Well, I was going to yeah, say yeah. another big turnoff for me is this, is this idea of... Um, polyamory with the idea or the connotation of oh I just don't want to settle yeah like the idea of oh I could date this partner for now but I don't really want to settle because there might be something better or yes. I'm monogamous with my partner now but there might be something better out there and if you're living your life that way and you think polyamory is right for you the truth is is that you might want to look at your life yeah um and talk with your partner about your feelings That's and whether or not really your lives point. are meshing communication. up communication don't point at me Jeannie. i'm not in a relationship <laughs> and and polyamory is there then often or there could be a tertiary person or that's me you know fourth like there could be, right? Yeah, like absolutely. there is. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, and I never feel I never feel like I'm comparing or or measuring people up to each other. I feel like it's all so isolated and special and individualized yeah. and that just people are so many different things and I'm so many different things and I have so many different friends and I have like so many different sections of my life and my personality. I mean, I I I just don't know if there is a human who could look at all sections and parts of me and be ready to embrace all of that sure. right now, especially when a lot of that has to do with, please leave me alone. I'm sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sleeping. Yeah. We, so. uh, we are out of time. So uh, we want to have you come back on your journey and hear oh, more. Yeah. About I, know how I, this I gotta go do that. It's going to go too. so well. I can't wait. Oh, I'm and so you can also say when, when we release it, be like, oh, I recorded that years ago. So he doesn't, yeah. oh, you, please. You, you, oh, he, please. he, he knows already. He knows already. So, uh, where can people find out more about you and your band? Please, uh, oh, please find us on Instagram. Please find us on Facebook. Please find us on Bandcamp, and it's the God Awful Small Affairs, and that's our handle for everything. Awesome, awesome. yeah. Thank we'll be you, releasing um, our single very soon and our first full length album. Awesome, thank nice. you so Good much, thank you guys. Missy Preston. You guys, please check out that band. Thank you, Missy, and thank you, Jeannie, for um, yeah. We're gonna talk. Yeah, we'll have a little <laughs> chat later. But you guys, all thank you so much thank for listening. You. 
as well. And uh, please subscribe if you haven't already. That's a wrap on Singles Only Podcast.